In 1978, a child was born in Lady of Mercy Hospital and nothing was ever the same. This child was molded into a man after 19 years of living in a concrete jungle. Today, Lou from the BX is known as the bringer of truth. If you have a smartphone or a streaming device, and if you can find it, maybe you can listen to The Everything Podcast. This is the Everything Podcast. I am Lou from the BX, and let's start this off properly. A.K.A. Dominican Lou, A.K.A. Louis Balboa, A.K.A. your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, and I'm here bringing you episode 12 of the Everything Podcast. Hello everyone, how are you doing? I've missed you very, very much. I've missed you like, I don't know what analogy I could use, but I just know that I've missed you guys very much. I've missed sitting here and doing this, and it seems like every episode that I do, I'm kind of saying the same thing. Because it uh, seems like I'm taking longer breaks in between episodes. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, that is not done purposely or maliciously. I'm not keeping my lovely speaking voice away from you all. I uh, Things just keep popping up and life gets in the way. And unfortunately, I've deprived you of the joy of the Everything Podcast, but... Here I am with episode 12, and um, we're coming to you live right now from the mother base in Delray Beach. Uh, first things first, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, get a little bit serious here and send a heartfelt, uh, I don't even know, uh, condolences, I guess is not really the right word, but uh, prayers... Praise up to uh, Daytona Beach and all the affected areas, South Carolina, um, the major inlying areas of Florida and and, and the, the the Carolinas who got hit by that bitch ass nigga Hurricane Matthew. Um, we were expecting to get hit pretty hard here, and by the grace of God, we got very 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 lucky and fortunate that Matthew decided to take a turn towards the north which is kind of sad to say because instead of going into the ocean he kind of made landfall in south carolina and he just he went on a rampage um so you know prayers up to haiti prayers up cuba um 
South Carolina, North Carolina, the upper Islam Morata areas, you know, just, just, it sucks, and it's, it's part of living in Florida, and it's, you know, everywhere you go, you got something, either you got earthquakes, you got tornadoes, tornadoes, uh, some kind of natural disasters waiting for you in any state that you go to, and to be quite honest with you, uh, and I'm not trying to be a smartass about this, but at least with hurricanes, you have plenty of warning. They don't come out of nowhere. You have days and days and days where you can prepare yourself um, and know what's coming. So you have time to prepare. Uh, you know, it could be catastrophic or it could just be high winds and rain, which is what we ended up getting. Which, thank you God for sparing us yet another year. Um... I've been through a few hurricanes, but nothing as serious as Andrew. I wasn't here for Andrew, and that's my wife was here for Andrew, so she was terrified, which in turn made me terrified, but I kept it together as best as I could because I just, you know, you don't want to be in complete panic. So we did what we could here. We boarded everything up. Actually, I'm looking at the windows in the office here at the, uh, the Mother Base TEP Studios, and I still have them boarded, so... Right after I get done with this podcast, I am going to remove all those at uh, my wife's request. She will be very happy to not see those when she gets home. Um, but yeah, just, you know, prayers up to everybody who was affected by Hurricane. Um, me and my wife are currently donating um, lots of clothing, uh, canned food, and toiletries to Haiti. Um, I would encourage anyone who wants to do the same to go ahead and do that. I would also encourage you to in- avoid the Red Cross because I'm not too sure the money that you donate to those people goes where it's supposed to go. Uh, and that's just my opinion. It's not a fact. It's not anything that I have documented. Um, but I would prefer to work with local agencies who I know are sending things directly to Haiti um, where people can get some kind of help. It's not going to be much, but it will be uh, quite a few bags of clothing and, and, and um, as I said, toiletries and canned food and, and, and some water and some things that we have here that we can donate. Um, if anyone's interested in donating, you can get in touch with me. You know where to get at me. Uh, most of you have my phone number. If not, uh, just hit me up on Twitter, L0U from the BX, and uh, I'll most likely I'll post a link. If these people have a link that I can post uh, for most Floridians, uh, you'll be able to use this link. Anyone outside of Florida, um, I will try to Google something to put out there where you can donate to Haiti, where you don't have to. You can donate money if you'd like. But I, um, I prefer to do what I'm doing because, uh, hopefully, you know, and it sucks that you have to even think about it that way, but, uh, hopefully it'll get to where it's supposed to go and it'll help some people and, 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 you know, they've lost basically everything every year. It's, uh, it's pretty terrible, but, um, you know, those poor people, we, I, I want to try to help them out in any way that I can. So I'll try to post up a link later on, but, um, you know, like I said, everything's good here. We're all right. And, uh, we're just trying to help out.
pay it forward, all that good stuff. So, um, aside from all that, bringing it back in, today is October 12th, today's Tuesday, um, getting into the regular shit that we get into on this show. Uh, I've got some topics, random topics that we're going to get into, and then I have a main topic of the show. The main topic of this episode is called, I Hate the Internet, and You Should Too. Um, I just have some things to say, and some people's feelings are going to get hurt, and that's just going to fucking be the way it is, because I'm sick to death of the internet, and I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm sick to death of the internet. The random topics that we're going to go through into today, we're going to talk about the Giants, we're going to talk about that debate that happened on Sunday night. You see how I just glossed over the Giants, because I... Fucking Giants. Uh, I'm going to go into the No Mercy pay-per-view that WWE had. This past Sunday, uh, Luke Cage on Netflix. I want to give some thoughts on that. Gears of War 4 is coming out today, which is another thing I'll be doing after I get off of here, doing this podcast. Actually, it's already 11, so I should go pick my shit up. But I'm going to wait. No rush. And uh, also, I'm going to get into a little Doctor Strange talk. But um, right now, I'm going to take a little break if you don't mind. So, this is the Everything Podcast. I love you guys. I'm glad to be back here with you, and I'll be right back. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. (laughs) Yeah. Now, plot kids who got the cocaine. Don't tell me it's the little kids on boat trains. The metaphor sent from my brain to my jaw. It comes from other places, not the tinted faces. Journalistic values are yellow and then of course falters. You watch Channel Zero with that bitch Mama Lotus. She have you believe black invented crack. When President Lyndon had the formula way back in 63 with Kennedy. Yes, the double cross. Remember that's when they blow its fucking head off. Vietnam vets come back looking like one arm pets. Mixing bombs, pure text. No picket fence, no job, no angel in the car. Blue collar turns to bourgeois. Depressed in your chest. Them are all possessed. No dough, crackers, veils, much less. White he can sell on the corners of Bushwick. White he can sell on the corners of Flatbush. White he can sell on the corners of Bedstein. Pass the torch to that nigga guy. So just die, nigga. Die, nigga. You're too black. You can't handle. You're too strong. Get high. Fly clock mix boost your steel. In 95, we take back Edmondsville. Let's take a sec to think back, think back. Think Brooklyn, back. traveling distance to party. Brooklyn, abstinent functions, not hardly. Brooklyn, the name alone holds godly. You don't know, you better ask somebody. Blackfield Street since 85, the beast getting paid to not bust. Hookers' jaws got crust. Class clapping regular. Hardcore niggas with fat gold chains on the corner maintaining. Gold team flashes, stick up kids playing in front of Latin quarters. Keep home your daughters, cause if bullets fly, watch the flaming. Ignorant ducks are shooting wild and they're not aiming one Easter. Now to think about it, what a pity. Five people died in front of State City. Sisters back then, you were silly if you had a gun. People dashing, flashing, damn no fun. All be square, you couldn't shop too much, cause Fall Green within your right the fuck on up. You had do or die. East New York, mad hell. Fellas cutting school, trooping to all go Maxwell. So many memories, I can't manifest your root. Start where I finish, that's a Brooklyn, God bless. God bless. 
represent. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Represent the Brooklyn all night. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Because it is survival of the fittest. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Represent the Brooklyn all night. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Because it is survival of the fittest. Listen, cause for your mind, I got the right nutrition. We keep shit hard like fat asses in cases of Heineken. Here in Brooklyn, home of the warrior and villain. Trife type chicks, top villains. The anthem, rocks the smoke, marijuana. Enterprising businessmen shoot dice on the corner. Excuse me while I like my split, but some choose to sip. So bullets hit brains, wing bottles hit lips. Clips, whatever happened to 38 specials. Now it's Desert Eagles. Government issue, probably the same one that killed Noriega. Chips that power nuclear bombs, power my Sega. Subliminal hypnotism and colonialism leaves most niggas dead or in prison in Brooklyn. Right hand cuts off the left hand, despite the hand, jealous of the next man. So violent crimes, black on black, plus mad crack the boot. Everybody can't rap, so most hustle and shoot. Make money, money, get money, take money. I can't understand that concept, cause jobs everything around me. Fire burns the unjust like arson, larceny, melt MCs with mental telepathy. With precision, we're slicing and dicing. Peace to the East New York, perverted monks and Mike Tyson. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Represent the Brooklyn all night. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Because it is survival of the fittest. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Represent the Brooklyn all night. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Because it is survival of the fittest. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Represent the Brooklyn all night. Yeah, it's that good, 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 good. This is the Everything Podcast, Lou from the BX. Uh, Return of the Crooklyn Dodgers, Chubb Rock, Buckshot, J. Rue the Damager, in case you were curious and wanted to maybe get on the Google and uh, download that song if you don't already have it. It's highly recommended and very needed, quite frankly, in this day and age. Um, so let's go ahead and get into these little topics that I got going on here. Just a quick rundown of... Uh, Random shit that happened this weekend. The Giants. The Giants. The New York Giants played the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau this weekend. And they could not do a fucking thing against that O-line. Eli. My friend. I love you very much. I'm very thankful for everything that you've given us. But you need help, my nigga. You are looking lost out there. Um... You're putting it together way too late in the game. That touchdown that you threw to Odell in the fourth quarter in garbage time, which, by the way, was Odell's first touchdown of the season in five fucking games. Um, that touchdown was trash. It was in garbage time. We were down by two scores. You weren't going to win the game, so that's nothing to get excited about. I don't want to see these posts on fucking Giants.com talking about, oh, check out Eli and... Uh, check out Eli and Odell's touchdown. No, I don't want to see that shit. I want to see wins. Okay? I want to see you run the fucking ball. I want to see you run the ball into the end zone. I understand we got some injuries, but this year, you know, the injury bug always hits the Giants. Every year. Every year in preseason, we lose our whole O-line. We lose guys. We get holes on the defense, and we lose somebody who's a star. It seems like we always lose a running back. Every year. This year has not been that bad at all with injuries, okay? So, 
what's going on? What is the fucking problem? We started this year 2-0. 2-0. Those first two games that we played, I believe it was Dallas and New Orleans. We... Our defense looked like the best defense in the league. Okay? We beat Dallas at the, on the road. We beat New Orleans at home. New Orleans is not that great. But Drew Brees is always a threat. That motherfucker's always throwing for like 5,000 yards a game. 18 touchdowns. And we shut his ass down. We beat the Cowboys at home. We didn't allow a touchdown. You know? There was excitement. It didn't look that great. It looked a little sloppy. But we eked out those two wins. Those were, last year, those were two games that we would have lost. So now we're two and three. We've lost three in a fucking row. Three in a row. We should have won that Redskins game. And we threw that one away. Right now we're fourth in the division. You know how many teams are in the division? Yeah, you guessed it. Four. There's four teams in the division. And we're in fourth place. So we're in last place in our division now. And uh, the Cowboys, who we beat to start the season, have won four in a row. So those motherfuckers are four and one and they're on top of the division. Yeah, we got a, we got a divisional tiebreaker win against them. But what the fuck does that mean? What does it mean? Really? It don't mean shit. Because we're in last fucking place. This is our current standings as far as uh uh the important the important uh numbers that can be crunched this is where we stand right now we are 27th in the league in points scored we're 9th in the league in yards thrown oh i'm sorry we're not 9th we're 19th we're 11th in passing yards. So the, the last one is yards gained. Is 19th in the league. And we're 27th in the league in rushing yards. If you don't understand what any of those things mean. That means that we're in 27th place. Out of, in, let's say in points. Which is the first category that I read off. We've scored the 27th most points. Out of all the other teams. So all the other teams have scored more points than we have total in the first five games. There's only 32 teams. And we're 27th. That's not good. Uh, apparently Odell Beckham Jr., our highly lauded wide receiver, superstar, megastar, is not having fun anymore. He says he's not having fun anymore. So he's not having fun anymore. And he's playing like shit. He caught his first touchdown this weekend. And I don't really think he's going to put it together. This guy's a crybaby. And to be perfectly honest with you. If he don't shape it up. You gotta go. No one person. Okay. No one person is bigger than the organization. The Giants are a highly respected franchise. We have great ownership. When we have issues, we hash them out. We don't stand for drama queens. We don't sit here and fucking cry and sob about shit. We win championships and we get shit done. 
we're loyal and we're loyal to the people who are loyal to us if you can't get shit done you're gonna go so Odell I highly suggest you shave that fucking dome piece you take a couple of fucking classes either in anger management or in team building or fucking something and take that head out of your ass and use two hands to catch a fucking football because that's what you're getting paid for to catch footballs motherfucker so run your routes and catch the fucking ball Victor Cruz is out there he was hurt all of last year and the year before he's trying he's really fucking trying but he motherfucker can't do it by himself Okay, and I got respect for Victor Cruz because I shit on Victor Cruz last year and the year before for being a fucking Instagram hoe. And constantly on every fucking, every, any chance he got, he was trying to promote himself and his brand, which is fine, I guess. But you're getting paid to play football and you're not playing. So I'm tired of seeing your face. I don't want to see your face unless you're fucking catching balls on Sunday or Monday or Thursday. <laughs> so I, was, I shit on him. But you know what? He's trying to hold it down. He's trying to do what he can. Odell, do your part, nigga. Do your fucking part. I can't stand to see this shit. It's a fucking Giants, bro. And I rep my team. I'm going to rep my team no matter what. I wore my hat on Monday night. I listened to the game on TuneIn Radio at my job while I was working. And I wore my hat. I wear my hat every day. I'm going to wear my hat today when I go out and I leave this house. And whoever has something to say has something to say. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to hide behind my fandom. I wear my shit. Well, if I'm going to represent y'all, you need to fucking represent. Show and fucking improve. It's October. It's still early. Next week we play Baltimore. Baltimore's 3-2. and two, But they ain't that good. And we're playing them at home. So that gives us a chance at least to go 500. And then from there we go and we do what we can. But y'all motherfuckers need to show up at home and get this win. You need to win by 20 fucking points or more. And show motherfuckers who's the boss. Because I can't anymore with this fucking team. I can't. Your motherfuckers are going to give me a heart attack. I'm fat as fuck. Okay? My cholesterol is not high. But thank God. But you motherfuckers are going to make me have a coronary one of these days. I can't even watch the games anymore with my wife. Because she's... She just can't. She fucking just can't. I lock myself in a room and I watch the game. Because I can't. You guys fucking... You make me sick. You really do. You make me fucking sick. Get it to fucking gather. Alright? McAdoodoo. Ben McAdoodoo, our head coach. I don't know what's up with your play calling, my nigga. I don't know... You need to get yourself a new book, a new handbook, or something. But what you're doing ain't working, bro. We are not scoring points, and that is highly unusual. Say what you want about Kilbride, but at least we scored points with his ass. Eli was out there throwing and throwing and throwing. He was throwing picks, but he was scoring, throwing touchdowns too. Now, last year, Eli had a great year. Maybe something's not jiving. Hopefully we can get it somewhat together. But it needs to be now. Right now. 
right now. Another thing that happened this Sunday was the presidential debate. Baltimore's up next. Donald Trump, get it, and Hillary Clinton. Fucking No, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because, to be honest with you, um, I'm sick to death of this whole thing. This country right now is in the worst shape, I think, that I have ever seen it since I've started paying attention. I've been woke as fuck for a while, but, you know, when you start talking about real shit, sometimes people just don't want to hear it. They'd rather live in their fucking little fantasy world and not knowing, you know, what's going on right now is, 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 it's not good. You really should be paying attention, but, you know, uh, this this debate and I and and I get it. It's it's kind of easier to turn it off, but right now we're 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 being forced to choose between literally a piece of shit and a piece of diarrhea. That's what we're. That's what we're being fed right now. That's what we're supposed to be choosing to be our president. To to run our country for the next four to eight years. South Park said it best. Turd sandwich or a giant douche. Those are our choices right now. This debate, um, it was a shit show. It really was. Um... And I'm not going to sit here and go over the topics. I'm not going to sit here and... You all saw it. And if you didn't see it, you've heard about it. And if you haven't had either one of those, then you don't care. So I'm not going to waste your time or my time going over this thing. But I will tell you this. It seems to me like... And I'll get into this more later. But it seems to me like people just focus on... uh, Everybody wants to be like... They want their 15 minutes. And all I saw yesterday was memes. People took the time to sit there and make videos and create memes all about this debate. Making fun of Hillary, making fun of Trump. Uh, someone made a, someone took the time to make a time, time of my life. The Dirty Dancing song. Video. With clips from the debate. The whole song. The whole fucking song. They made a whole video. With clips from the debate. And I'm just like. That's what we've become. Like. People don't even fucking care. They just want to have a laugh. They want to be the first one to say something funny. They want to be the first one to share some funny shit. and, And get laughs and get likes. And that's it. That's it. That's all people give a shit about. That's it. They don't give a fuck that these two people are going to fucking ruin our country. They don't give a shit that Donald Trump is not fit in any way. I'm more fit to be president than Donald Trump. Me. Lou from the BX. I'm more fit to run for president. I was born in this country. I have sense. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. And I've never forcefully grabbed a woman by the pussy. Just those things right there makes me more fit to be president than Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton 
is a liar. She's a liar. She's hiding shit that you wouldn't believe. All you got to do is go find it. It's right there. Nobody wants to look at it, though. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to take the time. They'd rather search for fucking cat videos and whatever other dumb fuck shit that's out there. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. And the rest of the world is laughing at us. And when it all comes down to it, one of these two fucking idiots is going to be president of the United States. One of them is going to be the president. And I'm basically forced to vote for Hillary because I there's no fucking way that I could vote for Donald Trump, number one. There's no fucking way I can do it. And I have to vote for Hillary just to make sure that she gets that extra vote. I want to vote for Jill Stein. Is there any fucking way in the world that she's going to win? No. Absolutely not. Because you probably don't even know who that is. Because she does not have the backing or the money or the push from the powers that be to get her on the front pages, to get her on the front lines, to get her on TV, to get her on these debates. She's not on there. Nobody gives a shit about her. They're pushing her to the side. And all you fucking people who did not vote for Bernie Sanders, my boy, that was my guy. All you smartasses who thought you were smarter than you actually are. Oh, he's a socialist and I'm not going to vote for Bernie because who's going to pay for all these things that he's promising? We are where we are now because of you. Too smart for your own fucking good. You see a meme on the fucking internet and you're like, oh, boom, click and share. No, I'm not voting for Bernie Sanders because he's not going to be able to do these things. And everything's going to be free. And You know what? Like I said, I'm not going to get too specific here. But all you people who push Bernie Sanders out, this is all your fucking fault. And I fucking blame you. With that being said, I am going to have to be forced to vote for this fucking Hillary Clinton person because Donald Trump cannot and will not be president. I have to believe that. Because if he is, I just I just might have to be recording this from another country. I really I'll move to Germany or fucking Switzerland or something. Me and the wife will pack our shit and we will be out. Cuz there's no way. There's no fucking way. If that guy becomes president, this country as you know it will be gone. Gone. There's no way we can let this happen. So please, when it's time to go out and vote, make sure you're able to vote. And you go to your local station and you be sure not to vote for Donald Trump. Vote for anyone. Except for Donald Trump. For the love of God. So WWE had a pay-per-view on Sunday night. It was called No Mercy. It was a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view. And it wasn't bad. Um, You know, my thing is, there's just too much fucking wrestling right now. 
there's too much. Right now you have, uh, and just counting WWE, right now you have uh, Monday Night Raw, then you have SmackDown Live on Tuesday nights. Um, you've got the network, which is up, which is if you own the network, there's so much shit for you to watch, it's not even funny. Um, and then you have now, it seems like there's a monthly or two pay-per-views per month now, and it's it's crazy. Uh, we just had uh, No Mercy, and now they're already talking about... Um, which I guess is a SmackDown brand. Uh, I'm sorry, it's uh, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw has their own pay-per-view. SmackDown has their own pay-per-views. And it seems like the Hell in a Cell is a Raw pay-per-view. I'm not even sure. Because um, I tend to not watch SmackDown. Because my favorite people, generally, um, aside from Dean Ambrose, are on Monday Night Raw. So, they had their pay-per-view. SmackDown pay-per-view. And it was pretty decent. Uh, the main event was John Cena and Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles in a triple threat for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And they actually started the pay-per-view with that match, which was kind of weird because that's that should be the main event, but it's the first match. So, um, you know, with the brand extension now and there's two shows and they're trying to change things up, um, this thing went head-to-head with the Giants game. And, uh, the, and it also went to... <laughs> head-to-head-to-head with the debate. So there was a lot of attention for eyes Sunday night, and I don't know how they did exactly, but they put together a pretty good entertaining show if you decided to watch it. Um, So that first match, uh, it seems like uh, the crowd wasn't... I don't know what happened with Dean Ambrose. I don't know... You know, the guy was getting pushed to the sky. He, a hell of a worker, and the crowd... You know, love them. I I'm a big Dean Ambrose fan. I like his gimmick. I like his style. He's like uh, nothing we've ever really seen before in a wrestler. He's a scrawny, uh, scrappy dude. Doesn't look like he can really beat anybody, but he's got the fucking heart of a lion, and he somehow manages to get it done, even though he gets the crap beat out of him. But for some reason, the crowd. Excuse me while I hydrate. The crowd wanted, like, no part of Dean Ambrose. They were uh, chanting for Cena and Styles, and they were going back and forth with the let's go Cena, Cena sucks, Uh, AJ Styles, and all that shit. Maybe Ambrose's chant is not as popular or something, but he seemed to be like the little little red-headed stepchild in the match that nobody wanted to uh, have anything to do with. So his basic job was to break up pinfall attempts and, 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 uh, you know, take beatings and be put in submission holds and break out of them. Uh, good thing is that he didn't end up getting pinned. Uh, Cena did cause the match ended in a shit show. Uh, but, uh, it's kind of sad for Ambrose. He's, he's, he's kind of, I don't know what they're going to do with him. They, made him the number one draft choice on SmackDown when they did the brand extension because he had the belt, which was understood. They made him the face of the show, which is understood. And I don't know what's going on right now, but they just kind of... I don't know. These people, like, they're so finicky. You know, they push somebody to the top, and then once the person gets to the top, they don't want him there anymore. So it's kind of like what's happening to Kevin Owens right now. But uh, that is another wrap-up for another time. So, later on in the card, the next match we had was Nikki Bella versus Carmella, who I can't stand. Carmella's trash. Uh, I'm sorry if you're a fan of Carmella, I just don't like her. But this actually was a really good match, and they had a really good build-up for it. Kind of seemed like a uh, 
it kind of seemed a little bigger than the, the pay, pay, than the pay-per-view. And the problem with all these pay-per-views is that they kind of feel like uh, glorified episodes of Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Because now that there's so many, they're all they're doing on the shows is having mixed tags instead of singles matches. And then they'll have the singles matches on the pay-per-views for the payoff. But there's so many of them that they're just kind of, they keep accelerating and accelerating things, and you don't really notice that feuds are building up, like the storytelling's kind of taking a nosedive. So we had Nikki Bella and Carmella, they had a they had a pretty good match, um, Nikki Bella picked up the win, it was kind of surprising, because they, you would kind of think that they would go with Carmella, she's the young whippersnapper, but um, it had a pretty good story, like the whole Carmella trying to take Nikki's spot. Um, trying to basically end her career with the with the neck injury thing that Nikki had before she came back from. They played up on that. And it, it, Carmella, when she first came out on uh, SmackDown, she was kind of like a face, trying to do the Enzo Amore coming out, because she used to come out with the two of them on NXT, if you didn't know that. Uh, she was like, the, they were like the Italian trio and shit. Um, and now she was coming out on her own. And she's still trying to do it. So she just kind of seemed like, for most people who didn't watch NXT, they were like, oh, this chick is like a Enzo Amore kind of person. Like, who is this? And it, it kind of flopped. So now she's a heel, or a bad guy, if you don't know the the lingo. Um, and uh, I think it's, it's more suited for her. But uh, the next match was actually the match of the show, in my opinion, which is surprising. And it was The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, they've built up this feud, and The Miz has picked up the wins against Dolph in the last couple of pay-per-views and, and uh, on the shows. And this was like a, I need to win this or I'm gone kind of match. And, uh, you know, Ziggler won, picked up the, the title. And uh, I guess that's the best thing to do. I mean, it's kind of, what else, you know, we weren't really expecting too much more. I mean, you weren't going to have Ziggler retire. Uh, his contract's not even up or anything like that, so um, that basically the outcome was kind of, um, you know, kind of knew where they were going with it. But you never know what these people—they always have a, a trick up their sleeve. They could have repackaged them or something like that, or maybe he was going to take time off for a movie or some shit because he has done a few movies. But uh, he wins and he's getting his shot again. So let's see how they build him back up on SmackDown. Um, Heath Slater and Rhino. They uh they had a pretty decent match. They're pretty entertaining. This is more they're getting a title run and uh it's more like uh I mean they kind of they're getting the comedy push because obviously Keith Slater doesn't look like he can beat anybody and uh the skinny redheaded dude literally the redheaded stepchild of the WWE. He's literally um he doesn't look like he can beat anybody. He's got talent, but he's just he, the gimmicks that he's had, he, he can't really... This is the first gimmick where he's really gotten over with the fans. Um, this whole, I gotta feed my kids shit, and having like 16 kids sitting on ringside. Um, he finally got over, and he's taking Rhino with him. So they've got the tag team titles. And they had a match against the Usos. They ended up picking up the victory. Uh, they actually made Slater look a little strong um, during the pay-per-view, which was pretty cool. But of course, Reno, Reno, Rhino gets the gore, they win. 
So eventually, these guys are going to break up, and then Rhino and Slater are going to have a match, and whoever wins that is going nowhere, and the loser of that is going to go nowhere. So I just don't see the, the, the point of this thing. But uh, like I said, entertaining match. Uh, it did what it was supposed to do. And uh, on a side note, it seems like uh, WWE is trying to build up a Goldberg and Brock Lesnar feud. Um, is it 2003 again? Uh, I'm a little confused, and I don't know how I feel about that. I guess they're trying to promote WWE 2K17. But, uh, it, it, I don't, why, why, why would you want to have Goldberg and Brock compete when Brock doesn't give a shit about the business and Goldberg's been out of the business over 10 years. He has no idea how to wrestle. He didn't know how to wrestle before. It, it's WWE must be really desperate for ratings because that that's going to be a complete and utter shit show. Um, Uh, so, the No Mercy pay-per-view. Let's continue. I got my little notes here just to keep me grounded here so I don't lose track. Keep this thing moving. Um, the Women's Championship, uh, Naomi and Alexa Bliss. So, this is what happened. Alexa Bliss was supposed to have a match with, um, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch got some kind of weird injury that they're not disclosing that they said is career threatening yet they won't disclose what the fuck it is so she's out indefinitely uh supposedly she's supposed to be back next week because she had surgery for whatever it is that happened to her that we don't know or not supposed to know because it's some kind of secret um so she was supposed to defend her title against alexa bliss the fake harley quinn uh and it didn't happen so Alexa demanded another match. They threw her in there with Naomi. And they had a little cool little back and forth match. Alexa Bliss picked up the win, obviously, to keep her momentum going. But uh, it was kind of a throwaway match because it came on basically at 9 when all the other shit was coming on. So uh, they instantly went on to the Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton match. Um, they tried, you know, their best. Uh but they weren't really going to top the Dolph Ziggler and Miz match, which really was the match of the show and one of the best matches of the year. Um, this this match had the return of Luke Harper, which is... Luke Harper has made more returns, bro, than... It, like, I, I don't know who the hell else has made more returns than, than Luke Harper. And every time he comes back, they oh my god, it's Luke Harper, what's he doing here? And, so, uh, the good news about this was that, uh, Bray Wyatt actually got a pay-per-view win. Hey, <laughs> Bray Wyatt got a pay-per-view win. That guy, you know, Bray Wyatt is one of the hardest working, best characters, best talkers, uh, one of the most over people ever in WWE, and they have no idea what to do with this guy. Like, he's a monster. He's athletic. He's got great moves. He speaks well. He can cut a pay-per-view on, uh, cut a cut a promo on the fly, and they just always have him losing. So seeing him win an actual pay-per-view match, 
uh, it actually made me pretty happy. I was pretty uh, excited about that. Um, mind you, it felt like a glorified dark match, but it was fine. It, you know, it wasn't a bad match, but it was basically like a, uh, it was like an experiment, I guess, because that should have been like the opening of the show. It really should have, uh, you know, they, they really should have, they really should have gotten, that, that should have started the show. This shouldn't have been in the middle of the show, because this, you know, they got Randy Orton here, he's feuding with Brock Lesnar, and then, you know, he's feuding with Wyatt, and, like, it's going back and forth, and, you know, I don't know, so, I guess what was supposed to happen was that, uh, the other member of the Wyatt family, which, uh, Eric Rowan, was supposed to come out or something, but since he got hurt, they brought back Luke Harper, um, it was fine, it just wasn't, uh, you know, that wasn't the end of the show that it should have been, they basically swapped main events. Uh, I, I feel like they did it like just to try to see if it would work out. Um, eh, I don't think it did. It wasn't really the greatest thing to close the show with. Um, I think the title match would have the way it ended with uh, Cena and all his uncertainty of another loss uh, would have been a better way to set up your next Tuesday's, uh, episode of SmackDown, but what the hell do I know? I'm not a booker, I'm not a writer. <sighs> I'm just a nigga that loves wrestling. On November 15th, Doctor Strange, Marvel's newest Phase 3, uh, uh, foray into the Marvel Universe will be coming out, and I am very excited about it. Um, the Phase 3 is already underway, but Doctor Strange is actually looking to be like the most visually ambitious film uh, that basically that Marvel's ever done. Uh, they're, in, they're coming in with the magic, no abilities, no, uh, you know, super superhero powers. This is all about magic and dark magic and light magic. And uh, it's got the ancient one. It's got Baron Motor. Uh, it's just it, the the trailer that I saw, which is the trailer that I posted on the Everything Podcast page a few months ago. Um, that trailer blew me away, and I don't want to see any more. So of course, because I don't want to see any more, Marvel decided, hey, you know what? Let's put out a fifteen minute preview reaction IMAX fucking movie, and they actually had. Uh, tickets available to go see this 15-minute preview in an IMAX theater. And people have been blown away. Uh, they're trying to basically get the hype machine going because I don't. I guess they're not... I think Marvel's really underestimating the popularity of these movies. I know that they know that these movies are popular, but um, maybe they don't feel like people are going to go out and see Doctor Strange. I think they're sadly fucking mistaken comic book movies could not be more popular right now and everyone knows about this movie everyone wants to go see this movie the trailers as long as you put trailers out um with popular movies that are coming out niggas are gonna go see this movie so uh they really don't have too much to worry about but they're trying to push the hype train so they have this 15 minute um imax thing out and you know i don't want to see it i do want to see it and then i don't i don't know what i just said I do, I don't, I do. I don't, I do, I don't. All of those emotions in one. Because I, I obviously I want to see it. But I this is the kind of movie that I just want to go into the IMAX. I want to put on my fucking glasses. I want to have that big ass 
tub of popcorn in my lap, my big-ass carbonated drink to my left, because it always has to be to the left, because my wife's arm is going to be in the right. And I want to have my goobers. I want to have my raisinets. Maybe some nachos. I don't know. It depends on how I feel that night. But I just want to sit there, put on my glasses, and take in that visual spectacle and have it all be fresh. I don't want to go, oh, that's the part from the trailer. Oh, that's the trailer part. And where's that other part from the trailer? They're not, they haven't been waiting for, like, parts of the movie that I've already seen. Like, I don't want to do that shit. This movie deserves much more than that. I'm super hyped for it, and I just, I, I just want to take it in. So... I was thinking about doing a reaction video to this 15 minutes of footage because I found it online. And I just don't want to watch it. I really don't think I'm going to do the video. Um, The studio decided to put this thing out. And as soon as people left the theaters, they started hitting Twitter. um, Right after seeing it, and they're buzzing. Uh, They're praising the visuals. Uh, they, some people had no idea, like, where to look, or what was going on, but, uh, they definitely, definitely the reactions have been positive. DailySuperhero.com says, 15 minute preview proves it will be the most visually ambitious movie you've seen in a long time, hashtag mind blown. Uh, Thomas Malilo said, everyone planted, everyone chanted play it again when the footage was over. This movie is going to be all caps mind-blowing. Hashtag Doctor Strange. Manassi19 says Doctor Strange preview was awesome. Stanley cameo was great at Doctor Strange at IMAX, which is kind of weird that they actually showed the Stanley cameo. Uh, I guess that's not a big deal, but uh, that's kind of something I like to look forward to in the movies, which gives me even more reason not to see this. Uh, Captain American Ski went into Doctor Strange preview mildly apathetic towards the movie. Just came out. It blew me away. They're not afraid to get weird with it. Uh, So, these people, basically what they were shown was like multiple scenes that were thrown together. They may or may not have been uh, related to each other or in order or anything like that. But I guess they were just showing, it was like an IMAX showcase. And, um... It's interesting to see how they're going to reference the other uh, Marvel movies in this movie. Um, it would be nice, I'm hoping, somehow, some way, we hear something about Doctor Doom, maybe. It may be some kind of reference, because now that the, if I'm not mistaken, the Fantastic Four is back home, where it belongs... So maybe we'll hear something about Doctor Doom. That would be awesome. Uh, a little seed or something that they can put in. Because Doctor Doom has history with Iron Man. Doctor Doom has history with the Fantastic Four, obviously. He has history with Namor. He has history with Doctor Strange. So um, it would be cool to see that seed planted. But um, let's see where they go. Because the only really magical uh, character they have is Scarlet Witch. So... Let's see where they go. Maybe they mention Iron Fist. Maybe they don't. I don't know. The rumor is that you may see Doctor Strange in Iron Fist. Or maybe some kind of uh, 
uh, you know, they may allude to Doctor Strange during Iron Fist. Who knows? But um, the movie's just over three weeks away, and uh, the reactions for it right now are extremely, extremely positive. So I'm looking very forward to this movie. Uh, it's actually November 4th, 2016, and uh, I'll be there. Are you going to be there? Will you be there? Should you be there? Of course you should be. Why the hell not? Why wouldn't you? Doctor Strange, Marvel, November 4th. Be there! Then they take off for me, spread them out for me, Starkey. My mouth made music like this, Marquis. I get it in like any car key. My stroke is on, I'm never rusty. Uh-uh, but if you wanna play, this is what you're gonna say. That I got the best beat, he can hit it all day. Something like a rising star that's on Broadway. Sex real live with an Illmatic foreplay. Superman lover, yeah. Oh, here we go. Superman lover, here we go. Wrong, yeah. Oh wrong, shit, wrong, it's that belly, it's that slick belly, 88 you. material Little niggas don't know nothing about this though, check it out y'all, come on Look, yeah, look, yeah, come on Up in the sky, when I'm at the bar, or in the car look, you'll yeah. see me yeah. flying yeah. by You Why see the jury truck, don't look. touch, look. yeah, come and on, if yeah do, come When I'm in the streets, might show you the heat yeah, flying straight. That's right, Charles. Oh shit, come on, here we go, nigga. Oh, that's right, come on, check it out, Charles. Mama got a big, mama got a big butt. Mama got a big, mama got a big butt. Mama got a big, mama got a big butt. Everything podcast, new
for those of you who do not enjoy musical interludes, I guess the two musical interludes on this show, it's not the show for you, but uh, I just feel like I had to break up the monotony of my voice with a little sum sum. I make no profit. Actually, this show costs me money to produce, so it's all good. If somebody sends me a, a CAD, then I will CAD, but until that day, I will do and play whatever the fuck I want. So, again, this is the Everything Podcast, and the mainline topic today, which is something that I've been wanting to talk about for quite a while, is, uh, it's a little topic, and I just want to generally name it and call it, I hate the internet, and you should too. Now, most particularly, this is directed at Facebook and the people on Facebook and social media, Twitter, uh, not so much Instagram, because I don't really catch beef on Instagram. Although I catch a little beef on Instagram. I have caught a little beef on Instagram. But um, this is mostly in relation to the Book of Faces and the people who troll the Book of Faces. Now, I don't... The Internet is a wonderful thing. You can... The Internet provides you with a cornucopia of of knowledge. It, it's a vast, all-encompassing center of knowledge. All of the knowledge in the world, literally, is on is on the internet, and it's in the palm of your hand, which is the most amazing part about it. It's literally sitting in your hand. As long as you have a connection to the internet, you can literally get any bit of information on anything and everything that has ever existed right there in your hand. You can sit on the toilet and educate yourself. You can get rich if you have the drive to do so and the brains to do so. You can do it legally or illegally, straight up. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying the internet provides you with so much knowledge it's ridiculous. And the only thing people seem to want to do is be a troll. Um, you know, I, I'm not the most educated person. I've graduated high school. I've gone to college. Uh, I have basically, I've completed uh, technical schooling. I was almost done with my college career. I was in externship. I have. I consider myself, and and I have no problem saying it. I consider myself to have above average intelligence. And looking at some of the things that I see on the internet of everyday people, I think I might be underclassifying myself. But mind you, I'm not the smartest person in the room at any given time. I don't think. Nor am I the dumbest person in any room at any given time. But I will say this. When I give my opinion on something, it's from the... Number one, it's from the heart. Number two, I'm talking about a subject that I have knowledge on. I don't speak on shit that I have no knowledge on. Because I don't want to look like a dumbass. And I don't want to insult anyone's religion or beliefs. Uh... 
So I tend to, when I give my information, when I give my knowledge, when I give my opinion, it tends to be about things that I have, again, that I have knowledge in. And uh, it seems to me that that tends to bring out the worst in people. Um, the internet tends to bring out the worst in people. And uh, I just hate it. I hate it. You know, they say that this is, we're living in the information age. And I find that shit laughable. Because, like I said, literally, you have all the information in the world in front of you. And what do people tend to do with the their access to the internet? <laughs> they post memes. They look at cat videos. They share dance videos. They share quotes from people who have written books that they've never fucking read. Uh, they forward and share fight videos. They post uh, comedy videos from the night before on SNL and Jimmy Kimmel and whatever else have you. And and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to sit here in front. I've done the same thing. I, I share videos all the time. I share cute videos. I share funny videos. And I share fight videos. And for the most part, when I share those fight videos, it's because I'm fucking laughing hysterically at the idiot's in the videos and I want you to laugh at how ridiculous this fucking culture and society has become and how low it's gotten and it just you have to laugh to keep from crying so I'm not gonna sit here in front and act like high and mighty like I don't do the same shit I do but when I acknowledge it seems like the trolls and the window lickers and the mouth fucking breathers want to come at me with some bullshit. And just because I know you, that does not mean that I need to hold my tongue and not give my opinion or talk my shit. If you come at me on my own fucking page, I'm going to talk my shit. And I'm going to do it respectfully. And I'm going to make my point. That's the way it should be. And if you come at me and you make your point and we go back and forth, I will always fall back if I feel like we're at a standstill and we've had generally a fucking fantastic conversation about a topic. I'll fall back and be like, yo, boom, you came you came with it. Let's agree to disagree. Bada bing, bada boom. I always keep it peace, especially with people that I know. Because if I know you and I friended you, it's not just because, you know, oh, I know this guy. Let me, I sat next to you in, in fucking third grade. Uh, let me be your friend. I, I don't have anybody on my list like that. If you're on my friends list, you're someone that I respect, that I know, and there's someone that's left an impression. There's someone that was always nice to me or you did something to, to affect me. To get me where I am today. So I'm, you're on my friends list. I don't just add people. Oh I met this guy yesterday at a party. Oh I met you over here. I met you over I, I don't do that shit. I, I'm not with that. I don't have a 
a thousand plus people on my friends list, because why? I don't need to know what Johnny fucking Appleseed from fourth grade is doing. I don't give a shit. Um, so, you know, if if I'm engaging with you online and you're on my friends list, it's, it's, it's because, you know, we're cool. And I tend to keep it peace, like I said. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, when I post something online and I have a window licker, a mouth breather, a troll, try to come at me with some comedy and try to... There's one thing that I just can't stand. And one thing that I can't stand is that when I post something that's relevant, that means something to me, that, that's actually important to me, and I post it online for people to read so that I can engage in a discussion... One thing I can't stand is someone coming in there and going, hashtag, and they leave. And they try to put their little bullshit values and their little bullshit fucking belief on top of what you just said. Try to drown you out in your own fucking, your own fucking topic. And then try to walk away like... See you later. I don't fucking play that shit. If you want to have a discussion, we can have a discussion. Don't come up in my shit. Hablando mierda. And not expect me to talk my shit. Because that's not how it's going to go. I will shit on your whole life. If you push me to that level. Now luckily... I haven't had to do that. And I've unfriended quite a few people who I've had to do that with in the past. And right now, everyone that I have on my list, I'm pretty cool with. You know, whether they have me blocked, whether they have me status blocked, that's fine. It, it, you know, it, it, I do tend to put some things that may get on people's nerves. Not everyone agrees with my beliefs. Not everyone agrees with my sense of humor. Not everyone thinks what, what, what I find humorous is actually humorous. Some people may get offended at the things that I say. I curse a lot. I find humor in in dark things. So they make me laugh. And I know that a lot of people, you know, they may tend to get upset about that. So I've been status blocked and I know I have been and that's fine. I have a lot of people status blocked, believe me. And it's not for any of those reasons I just posted. It's because they post really stupid shit. And I just, you know, shit like 19 separate pictures of your children in a row why the fuck do you think that anyone wants to see that like really the only person who wants to see that is your mom or your dad your aunts nobody wants to open their fucking feed and see 19 pictures of this nobody wants to see that bro and if you're offended by that i'm sorry i know i don't have kids i shouldn't speak on that but one or two pictures. Ah, cool. Look at the baby. The baby's getting big. All right. Cool. That's awesome. 19 fucking pictures in a row. Who the fuck do you think wants to see that? I'll tell you who. Nobody. So, you know, I have some people on block for that, and I have some people on block for other shit. I just, I check up on them every once in a while. I go to their page and look around and make sure they're okay, say hi, whatever have you. Sometimes I take them off of uh, status blocking. Sometimes I don't. But that's just me. But anyway, I'm I'm, I'm digressing here, and and I, I wanted to talk about meme culture and and people who come into your comments trying to talk shit. If you expect me to not 
come at you for coming at me sideways, you're sadly mistaken. Now, if you come up into my... Many a times, many a time, many a time, I have fallen back. I've fallen back many times. If I have a conversation with somebody and I put something, they put something, and we go back and forth, and you make your point and I make mine, and we both do so coherently without it breaking out into bullshit, which rarely happens on my page because I don't allow that, um, then it's cool. I always fall back. Yo, you made your point, I made mine. Right now we're, 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 we're at an we're at impasse. No more can be said about this. Yo, I enjoyed this conversation. Say something funny. Booyaka. Holla at me later. And that's cool. That's peace. That's keeping it peace. I don't see anything wrong with that. And I've done that many times. But if you come up in my page talking shit. And you just post something. Oh. And you break out. And you think that's going to be the end of it. You're fucking sadly mistaken. I'll chase you to the fucking end of the earth. To make my point. And if you're an adult and you want to have an adult conversation about it, that's the way it should be. Don't fucking post some bullshit on my page and think I'm going to retreat because that's not going to happen. Now, there's been a few times where I've posted things and I've gotten responses from people and uh, I've deleted the post. Now, I do that not because of the response. But because I take a step back and I look at what I actually posted and I was like, I shouldn't have posted that. The last time I did that was with a picture of, what is the name of this chick? Uh, She is an actress. I can't remember her name. I can't stand her. Uh, And I'm not going to bother even looking for it. But I posted a picture of this woman she's an actress who has very strong opinions about a multitude of of issues uh regarding feminists and the treatment of women and i have no issues with feminists or any of that but i find this woman to be repugnant and i can't stand her and i think she's an attention seeker and it just bothers me that smart intelligent women stand behind her I wish I could remember her name because I know all of you want <laughs> listening to this are dying to know who it is. Man, I can't remember her name. Let me see if I can look this up. Oh, man. No, I'm not going to bother because then I'm going to hit something. Something's going to stop and I'm going to lose my train of thought. Maybe I'll remember it. Maybe I won't. Um, so I posted a picture of her that she herself posted online of herself nude uh, in a very awkward position and... It doesn't look good, and I think that was done purposely. And she was talking about, um, this was a few months ago, she got all up in arms because Kanye made that video where he's laying on the bed with all these naked celebrities. Taylor Swift was one of those celebrities, and she got all upset because Taylor Swift is her friend, and apparently Taylor Swift cannot talk for herself. So she felt the need to, she's on Girls, this, this person that I'm talking about, and I can't remember her name. Um, she felt the need to stand up for Taylor Swift and call Kanye disgusting and it's it's uh, gross and whatever. And I'm not defending Kanye. I could give two shits about Kanye. I'm not a Kanye fan. I wasn't defending... I wasn't speaking up about her to defend Kanye. 
I was speaking up because she's an idiot. She wrote a book, and um, apparently somewhere in the book she uh, alludes to sexually abusing her three-year-old sister. So I don't understand how people are behind this woman or think that she's some kind of spokesperson for women's rights. Yo, if you want to speak up about shit, speak up your damn self. You don't need anybody to speak for you. Now I'm really digressing into somewhere I don't want to go. So anyway, let's bring it back and talk about these trolls. Um, my point is that it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong as long as you admit it. Now, the problem that I have is that when I bring a point up and people jump into my shit and they want to like go at me or try to come at me with something and then I prove them wrong, what happens is that they fall back into defense mode and they want to be funny and use catchphrases and post hashtags and post a picture of a meme like if that wins the fucking conversation. Yo, this is not you're not Will Smith, and this is not a rap battle, and you coming with jokes is not going to win this battle. I don't play that shit. Uh, and as you can tell, I'm getting a little passionate about this because it fucking bothers me that I cannot have a rational conversation with people without them going, oh, and fucking just like reducing the conversation we just had into into garbage. This is why lately... I've kept my mouth shut. You haven't seen me posting. I haven't gotten... Yo, I've been wanting to record this episode for the past month. And in between work and everyday life getting in the way and just things happening, I haven't been able to record it. I haven't. Um, I haven't been able to record it. And all these thoughts and, and, and things that I've had in my mind, I haven't been able to get them out because the ramifications and the repercussions of people hearing it and coming at me and whatever. But you know what? Fuck it. It is what it is. I am going to do and say whatever the fuck I want. And if you can come at me with a rebuttal and it's coherent and it makes sense and we can have a conversation, that's fine. But just know, if you come at me with some bullshit, I'm going to shit on you completely and uh you know all these google geniuses trying to copy and paste shit when you're talking to me yo it's it's not gonna work i just you know this all just goes back to the mainline topic and it's just i hate the fucking internet and you should too i hate facebook i hate social media in general but it's a necessary evil I do enjoy the shit out of Instagram and Snapchat. You know why? Because uh, Snapchat's safe. Snapchat, I can post something. It'll disappear. If you think it's funny, fine. If you don't, it'll disappear in a couple of hours. And it's fun. It's it's, it's cool. Five little, ten-second little videos. You get to keep up on people. Uh, people get to keep up on you. I enjoy Instagram very much because I can just post pictures and post a little, you know, little caption, put that out there, and I don't have to deal with the bullshit, you know? I enjoy those, but this Facebook shit is, like, it's toxic, it's just, an, it's just a, you know, 
again, it's it's a it's played out saying, but it's it's true, bro. Everybody's got an opinion, and uh, I lost my, I lost the uh, the actual quote there. The quote is actually, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and yours is not special. So, and that goes for me too. I understand that everything that I say is not special or correct or even the right thing to say sometimes, but I will say it with respect and I will give out those thoughts coherently. So, I just wanted to get that out there. You know, just if just know that if you're going to come at me sideways, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And it ain't going to be nice. If we can have a coherent conversation, then we will grow as people, and that's great. You can educate me. That's wonderful. If I can educate you, that's also wonderful. But there's just too much going on for me to just get into it with... with, with. For instance, on YouTube, I posted... No, I'm sorry. I discovered this song by... Uh, I believe it's a Nicki Minaj song. And it's it has it features Drake, and it features Lil Wayne. And... The beat is catchy as shit. It's called Truffle Butter. I'm sure you've heard of it. I, I'm the type of person that um, I discover songs like two or three years later. I'm like, yo, what is this? And I bump it for a little bit, put it on my Spotify, and throw it into the shuffle rotation. Uh, so this song, Truffle Butter by Nicki Minaj featuring Lil Wayne and Drake, is it's that hot fire. It really is. The beat's fire. Uh, they're flowing well. Um... Little Wayne is, is is comes in at the end with a good verse. After you hear it a few times and you dissect it, you're kind of like, ah, oh, well, it's all whatever. But when you first hear it, it kind of, you know, it's like, wow, Little Wayne came with it. Um, but anyway, uh, so I discovered this song at work because uh, this Haitian kid at my job, he works in the dairy department and he always gets the big old speaker and he blasts his music all night long. And uh, I heard it there, Shazammed it, checked on it later. So I was seeing if there was a video for it on YouTube and I went to go find it and I found a video which I thought was an official video which is not an official video. Um, and I put it on and then I went into the comments section which is something you never do. Never go into the YouTube comments section. That place is a toxic wasteland. So I went in there and I'm hearing people... Hearing people is a funny thing to say. I'm reading people's comments and... There was a person in there who um, said, Nicki Minaj, something, I don't remember exactly what it was, but some person wrote something alluding to Nicki Minaj being the best lyricist, whatever, um, and I felt, I, I threw up in my mouth a little bit, and it was burning in my throat when I read that. So I felt like I, I don't know why I decided to do this, but I never do this, but I felt like I should comment and reply to this comment. And I said something to the fact about she rhymed the same word three times in a row. And I don't see how, like I came respectfully. I was like, yo, she said she rhymed soul, soul, and soul together, like the same word. How is that? like a something a great lyricist does and then this person proceeded to say something that i am 
an idiot and I'm uh what the fuck did they call me? They called me something that really annoyed me, especially since this happened like three months ago and I'm still thinking about it. Um They call me like uh uh a, and I hate to use this word, but they call me a retard. Excuse this guy for being retarded. He doesn't know good music when he hears it. And that for some reason that set me off. And I went in on this person. And then I was like, you know what? I erased the whole shit. And I just closed it out. And I went on with my life. Because you're never going to win a YouTube argument, bro. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. And it's just the window lickers will always win. Because that's what they do. They want a response. They want you to come back. They want you to say something. It's just the barren wasteland of 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 counterculture comment sections. It's just disgusting. And uh, I'm done. I really am. My dropping of knowledge has uh, seceded substantially on Facebook. And I've reduced myself to posting... Let's see. What's the last few things I've posted on Facebook? Let's take a look with my smart device here. What have I posted lately? Hmm. Go to my own page. And what do I have here? Uh, yes. Fuck Christopher Columbus all day. My wife posted a dog video on my page. She posted a cat video on my page. Uh, I posted something about Bernie Sanders, which is a meme. I posted something after the debate, and then really after that, everything is just mierda, everyday shit. Me and my wife went, me and my wife went out somewhere. I put pictures uh, talking about the Giants, and talking about Iron Fist, and 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 Luke Cage. Did I even talk about Luke Cage today? I don't think I did. I think I might have skipped that, and I also skipped another topic here that I had to. That's okay. That's quite all right. But my point is. I used to try to drop bombs on Facebook and I've decided that there's no point in me doing that because it really is no point. Um, so with that being said, this has been episode 12 of the Everything Podcast. I love each and every one of you. And even if we get into it online, even if it uh, we get into a back and forth, just know that I love and respect you as long as you come respectfully. And even if we disagree, it's okay. We're allowed to disagree. That's the beauty of arguments. Um, so listen, I don't know when the next episode's going to come out. I really don't. I have no idea. But I will try to keep myself around. <laughs> that, unfortunately, my friends, is the best that I can do. So just know that uh, I'm here and I'll be here. Keeping the internet safe from trolls. And uh, I love you all. This is Lou from the BX. Holla at me. Because the Everything Podcast, really, when it all comes down to it, is for you. And it's for everyone. Because we're all just, at the end of the day, extended family. Love you all. Peace. All in the Family was recorded on tape before a live audience.